Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, lovely people. I hope this current moon cycle is treating you well and that you're trying out some of these ideas we've been using in this new series. How you doing? I saw a great question on Instagram this week about the moon during the day. Do we have to do these rituals at night? Uh, how important is it to, to be able to see the moon? And, and other questions along those lines. Great questions. So technically, astronomically, the moon is full at a particular moment during the day for everyone in the world, whether it's daylight or night where you live at it, its absolute fullest of that cycle. But energetically speaking and, and visually, we get the full moon for about three days each cycle. And the moon is in the sky, working its energy on us, whether it's day or night. The moon doesn't stop affecting the tides or the planet just because it's daylight where we live. And it doesn't stop affecting us either. It doesn't matter which part of the moon cycle we're in, we're feeling the effects. We're living in the cycle all 24 hours of each day. It doesn't stop affecting us if it's cloudy and we can't see it or if there's a lot of light pollution and it doesn't shine as brightly to us. So knowing that, no, you don't have to be able to see the moon to perform any lunar ritual that you want to. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to do anything special to use the power of the lunar cycle. It's fun. It, in my opinion, and maybe you like it too, but it isn't necessary. Don't let that stop you. If you want to do your moon ritual at high noon, go for it. Likewise, if the weather is bad, making it impossible to see the moon or to go outside, no problem. Maybe you sit inside by a window. Maybe we don't worry about it too much at all because we know that the real power lies within us and the chakra work we're doing is all about our own energy. I love these questions, though, because as a society, we are sort of separated from the natural world. And the desire to be able to see the moon is, I think, a really natural one. It can definitely make it all seem more real and concrete and tangible, at least to me. And it does give us that comforting connection to nature. But if you're interested in doing this work, try not to let perfectionism or the idea that everything has to be just so get in your way. Uh, do your work, stay open, and you'll get the benefits. We're wrapping up this series today with the final basic phase of the lunar cycle, the waning moon. The waning moon takes place during the last week or so of the 28-day cycle. The season associated with this time is fall or autumn. Autumn is an interesting season to me because it's a time of change. The plants and the animals are still active and about, but it, it's different. Colors change, the quality of the air changes. Temperatures start to cool, but the air almost gets clearer. Some of the hazy heat of summer dissipates and it gets crisp, a little sharp, and there's some focus that starts to come into our lives. It's a maturing of life that I really appreciate. In the U.S., where I currently live, kids start school, and it's almost another 
New Year style feeling. In the fitness and wellness space, a lot of people renew their interest in their health at this time. It's a calmer time in a way. Some of the wildness and unpredictability of summer is over and we start to find structure again. The lunar cycle is the same way. After our burst of creativity and energy at the full moon, we start to calm down a bit. But we still have the strength those days gave us. We're just a little more focused again. It's a feminine energy, a yin time, where we can gather that yang energy and center ourselves in it. It's a great time for details, to wrap up the projects or the phase of a project that we started earlier in the cycle. Taking that active, intense feeling and narrowing the scope, being productive in a very specific way, getting things on our to-do lists done and, and watching that list get shorter rather than continuing to add to it. And we have the full 10 days or so to, to wrap up and prepare to turn inward again for the new moon. If we use the first part of the waning moon to finish up and wrap up and produce, we can use the end of it to honor what we've done, what we've created, to respect the natural cycle of things. Taking a minute to acknowledge the ending before rushing to the next beginning. We can spend time reflecting on the past weeks, finding some of that autumn clarity around where we felt we did well and anything we'd like to change. We don't need to frame anything as a, a failure because failure means it's over, that there isn't another chance. But we know there is because a new moon is almost here. We can simply note what happened, the truth of it, and not the story we write around it. It's really more about reflecting than planning, though. The waning moon, the autumn of the moon, is about preparing to rest not preparing to act. As the waning moon disappears quietly into the sky, we can turn our attention back to our internal world, away from the pressures of the outside, the need to perform. Autumn is a time of drawing inward. I used to think it was a time of dying, but the more I learn about nature, the more I learned that the things that appear to be dying are just shedding their outside appearances. They're still very much alive on the inside. That, that tree just doesn't care what it looks like anymore. The external is, is just not as important as what's happening inside. And the waning moon is a great chance for us to learn that lesson about ourselves. The three chakras most closely associated with the waning moon are the root, solar plexus, and crown chakras. When we think of the root chakra during this time, we can think about it as a time to go back to what matters most to us, the core of our being. We want to check in with this calmer energy of the root, as opposed to the big active root energy we have during the waxing moon. Like the roots of a plant, we want to be sure that we're healthy and have access to what we need for nourishment. For some people, that can be reconnecting with self or with close family or friends surrounding ourselves during this time with some comfort and warmth. Whereas the waxing and full moon have us pushing the boundaries of our security, the waning moon is a beautiful time for grounding and healing and reflecting on the work we've done, how the work we've done and the risk 
we've taken and the dreams we've been creating, reflecting on how all of that might have made our comfort zones a little bigger. We aren't necessarily withdrawing inward for protection or in defense, but to take stock of the new person we've become. Our roots might have grown a little. And I think it's worth noting that you might have heard later stages of life called the autumn of life, the time after we raise our young, have a little room to breathe. I think that this relates a lot to this stage in life. We're not getting smaller. We're actually getting bigger. We're becoming more of what we always were. And the waning moon is the chance to practice that at all ages, to become secure in who we're becoming, especially if you're intentionally selecting the path. The waning moon lets us ground down into the newness we created, setting up for even more growth in the next cycle. The second chakra that is really good to work with during this time is the solar plexus chakra again. Whereas in the waxing moon, we were thinking big and acting in big ways, this is maybe a time for more detailed work. Again, energy isn't so high and expansive, so we're not so distracted. It's, it's kind of like the literal sun in the sky in autumn. The fire in our bellies is still there. It's still warm. It's still very active, but it's giving way to the cooler parts of us, the more focused parts of us. And with the clearer air, we might even be able to see things a little better and with a little more perspective. We can look at what we've done over the lunar cycle and, and like I said, get a feel for what worked without getting too fired up about it. It's that it's the concept of letting cooler heads prevail. The solar plexus chakra is responsible for our right to act toward our highest good. And this is a great time to blend emotions and logic for right action. If you're struggling to know what that is, a, a good old-fashioned pros and cons list is a very strong place to start. You'll have the remaining energy of the full moon balanced with the cooling energy of the waning moon and be able to make some very concrete decisions. Don't feel like all your creative energy is gone and it's, it's cut and dry during this time, though. There's plenty of room for play and exploration still. Note the freedom that comes with that sense of a job well done. You did all that work already. Now you can just open yourself to what comes from it. We don't have to attach to the results of our efforts during the waning moon. We can just watch and enjoy them. The third chakra to talk about today is the crown chakra. It's a bit of a full circle here, especially as the waning moon becomes the new moon. The last few days of this stage, as we're drawing inward and completing the lunar cycle, we're ready to start reopening to the divine again. We prepare for rest and relaxation and the reset that the darker days offer. And with the literal darker days of late fall, again, there's less worldly distraction, less to see, and more opportunity to find what can't be seen, only felt. And that's where our crown chakra is especially active. Just as we might connect with our innermost self or with family in the root chakra during this time, we can connect to the universe or, or God or however you see yourself as part of the larger world. Our bodies and minds can come into a state of rest and let 
spirit guide the rejuvenation process. It might be a nice time to sit quietly in meditation. See if we can feel some of that love and compassion the crown chakra connection offers us. Peace and stillness of mind. Consider some gentle asana yoga if your body allows. Movement moves the body, of course, but it also moves around energy in your nadis. If you have excess energy in a chakra left over, perhaps from the more active times of the moon cycle or stagnant energy, a physical yoga practice is a great way to get everything more balanced. During the really active times of the moon cycle, a lot of energy is going to be drawn away from the highest chakras into the body and more physical governing chakras. So the postures can help pull it back up if needed. Breathing can also do this if the lower energy of this time makes physical practice too difficult. Creation is a very physical plane kind of experience and focusing a little on the crown chakra is a way to remind ourselves that we're not just our bodies. We're not even our thoughts and our emotions. We are divine beings. I think one of my favorite parts of the waning moon is the letting go, the detachment. We talked a little about letting go of things during the full moon as well, and it's just the perfect time to feel how light we are without them. I talk about detachment a lot in my manifestation workshops, how we have to put in all the effort and then essentially not care about what happens. Not care isn't exactly right since we care. We just have the opportunity to know that we'll be okay no matter what happens. And that's the gift of this time when we're looking at the root and the crown simultaneously. Sometimes I think we we feel like they're they're opposites, unrelated. But in this case, in this time, they're working together towards our freedom, emotional and mental and spiritual freedom. We can let our worry and attachment just grow smaller and smaller until they disappear like the new moon. Then we can rest securely, trusting in ourselves and in the universe. So there you are, the full lunar cycle and how it works with your chakras. I hope that it was interesting to you and gives you some ideas about how to work with nature and your energy. I know I said it before, but it can take a few cycles for this to really sink in. But when you get connected to it, it starts to feel really natural and effective. It's just, it's just easier to go with the flow of nature than always be trying to fight against it. We don't live in a world where that's easy. I mean, there's not much we can do if we get scheduled for a, a big meeting or event during a low energy time. But if we're controlling what we can control, then those times when we're going against what might be more natural, we'll at least be better prepared. We have the internal resources to draw on and the skills to rest when we need to. If you're a person who menstruates, you might also see how your hormonal cycle lines up to the moon cycle. It's just an interesting thing to note. Like I said a few weeks ago, I have asked an expert to come on the show to share more with us, but in the meantime, that could be something you'd like to learn more about. Until next time, my friends, remember to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach. I answer all the messages I get there. And again, yes, it's me. I don't have a, I don't have a team or anything. It's, it's just you and me and this podcast. So if you send a message... I'll get it and I'll answer. 
Let me know what you're thinking and if you want to know more about something. I don't have all the answers or any answers for that matter sometimes, but we can work together to discover what works for each of us individually. Check out the Patreon page for bonus content, including journal prompts and ideas for your work with the chakras and the moon cycle. And I look forward to talking with you again. Bye.